And then in essentially uh, an hour or two, Webster's Dictionary, they go and they change uh, the definition of preference. Welcome to the Punching Down Podcast with your host, Danny Chuck. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 32 of the Punching Down Podcast with your host, again, me. It's always me. We got a lot to get to this week. Uh, I don't. I don't even know where we're going to start. Well, yeah, we got to start with the guy who whipped his dick out. So that's probably the funniest thing I've seen maybe in my life. Uh, So there's this dude. His name's, uh, if you don't know any of this, there's this guy. His name is uh, Jeffrey Tubin. Unfortunate name. Um, (laughs) So this guy got in a little bit of hot water uh, because he was... He works for like the New Yorker, the magazine, and he's like a contributor for CNN. He's like a legal contributor for CNN. <laughs> so he uh, he was on a Zoom call. This is like <laughs> it's so funny. People are like trying to navigate. Uh, you know, there's like this whole new world where you're on all these Zoom calls and all this stuff, and people are like, you know, we're trying to figure out how to how to work from home. So anyways, this guy's in like, there's a photo of it too. It's, it's so funny. It's like a nine panel. Um, it's like a nine. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's honestly hilarious. It's like a nine panel, um, zoom call. There's like nine people in it. And so he basically goes to like, he's like, Hey guys, uh, I just got to take a minute. Probably like, you know, I got to go use the restroom or whatever. But so, in the call, there's uh, there's three women, and then there's one empty seat. I don't know who's in the empty seat, and uh, <laughs> and they are all stunned. And so he literally shows back up to the Zoom call. He thinks it's like muted, so I guess th- this is my take on this. And so he's just basically he's like it's like the Brady Bunch. He's in the panel, and he's buck naked he's completely naked he's just standing there facing and he's so awkward too he's like his arms are like weirdly at his side i imagine he proceeded to masturbate without them knowing but they're all like so like just how shocked you have to be this guy's like a respected like legal columnist lawyer dude uh he goes on cnn like all this stuff (laughs) so anyways i guess he thought that the camera was off. Uh, <laughs> it's just the looks on all the people's faces in it, dude. They're all like, what the fuck is going on? But so he obviously thought that it was off or that you can just disable the thing. But then I guess he wanted to like, it must be his kink was he's like, I'm going to jack off while these people work. I don't know. Or there's maybe one of the guys or one of the girls that were on the Zoom call he had a fancy for. But it wasn't off. And then he was like, at one point, he go, the best part was then like he came out that it happened, and he's like, yeah, yeah, like I, I, it's really embarrassing, but I just accidentally exposed myself, uh, I accidentally exposed myself, but it's like no, he straight up was facing the front facing camera, and then just starts rubbing one out, um, on a like a work Zoom meeting. And then everybody's like, so there's all these takes on this too right now where people are like, like Jeff, uh, Brian Stelter, who's like also a 
guy on CNN was like, Jeffrey Tubin has been sidelined at a pivotal moment in the run up to the presidential election. The reason he exposed himself during a Zoom call with New Yorker colleagues and what he says was an accident. Literally, he was jacking off like it wasn't like he wasn't like accidentally like, you know, he, he wasn't like, hey, there's like something on my dick. Let me just check this. And they're like, oh, shit, I'm on a Zoom call. It wasn't that kind of thing. He literally like he I don't even know if he had his socks on. He got totally buck ass naked. And then he's just standing there with his big. And he has an unfortunate looking body, too. It's. uh It is so funny. But anyways, so now they're like. He's uh, suspended by the New Yorker, but he's going to be fired. There's no way that you can just go jerk off like that. And, you know, it. you know what's sad, too, is like, because he's, he's, this guy must be 60. It's like, I'll, I'll admit, you know, I was probably guilty of doing that when I was, like, in high school. When I was, like, you know, like, 14 years old or something. Maybe I, like, went to fucking rub one on the bathroom, but I was, like, a teenager. Dude. Is like sixty years old. This doesn't end. Like you don't, like you don't get a break from this. Where he's just gonna fucking, like you still have to do this. I guess maybe he's just he's just so bored in his life, and I don't know. I don't know what, but uh, I would say that is gonna be a tough one to live down. I mean, dude, they're still talking about Pee Wee Herman. Think about it that way. That and that sucks for Pee Wee Herman too, because. This came up, and then all of a sudden, it's like Pee Wee Herman's in the news, and he must be like, God damn it. Like, what he did is not even in the same league as this. All he did was he went to a porn theater, which are like, obviously, they don't even exist anymore. But he went to a porn theater and just whipped his dick out at a porn theater. I'm like, that's what I assume you're supposed to do. It's weird that that would get the police called on you, but I guess it would have been like, you know, the early 90s or whatever. This dude... In a Zoom call. That's like, imagine I'm just on an episode of, like, my other podcast, Fuckingomics, or whatever. You know, how many Zoom calls? I, I don't do a ton of Zoom calls, to be honest. But, you know, you're just, like, on a podcast or something. And then I'm like, hey, guys, uh, just got to use the shitter. Just talk without me. And then I just show back up completely <laughs> naked. And I'm just like... And then... You, and that's the thing, too, is, like, did he not see the response? That's what I don't get either. Like, did he somehow mute all of their... Uh, mute like all of their windows but keep his open like would you not see them like recoiling in horror I don't know it's uh it's unfortunate um but I don't even, I didn't even know who he was before that sucks too because that's like that's why you're famous now is uh is uh <laughs> for just whipping your dick out I guess I don't know um Bill Cosby, there's a new, uh, Bill Cosby's looking real crazy. He's, uh, there's, there's a picture of him twen- trending on Twitter right now. Uh, and people are like, I guess people just can't believe what he looks, cause you know, you kind of forgot about Bill Cosby. He was really the most famous comedian. One of the most famous comedians in the world. And then boom, just me too movement and all just unraveled for him. Completely unraveled. Uh, and, uh, but a new photo came out and he looks kind of crazy. His hair is all long and he just looks like a sad old man. But people are like, oh, Bill's really slipping. Yeah, he's in jail for being a serial rapist. He, uh, things aren't going great for him. But weird that people are like sad about it. I don't know. Speaking of the, the thing that brought down, well, not brought him down, but the Women's March. Uh, 
Because if you remember that whole timeline, basically Trump got like Trump basically fucked over so many so many rapist dudes because he got elected. And then they're like, we're doing this women's march because fuck Trump. And then from that became like the Me Too movement. I've said this many times on record. Donald Trump is one of the greatest things that's ever happened to women in a roundabout way because he was the one that precipitated all this. The stuff like Harvey Weinstein would be producing. If Hillary Clinton was the president right now, Harvey Weinstein would be cranking out movies. Cosby would still be raping, like all this stuff. Jeffrey Epstein might st- no. Jeffrey Epstein wouldn't be no. He 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 would st- probably still be dead uh, from murder or suicide. Uh, if you were listening to that, I just did the air quotes. Um, but yeah, so they had another women's march uh, a few days ago in Washington D.C. This 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 is a nice twist on the women's march though, because before. They were like, we're going to we're protesting Donald Trump and uh, and rape culture and all this stuff. And then now they're basically just protesting, putting a woman on the Supreme Court, which is that's a fun little twist. I'm not going to lie, because, you know, if, if, if you if 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 in 2017, when they did the first women's march, if you told me, yeah, they're going to do a women's march. Uh, in the next, you know, four, four years from now or three years from now, there's going to be a women's march that's going to be protesting a woman being put on the Supreme Court. You would be like, huh, that that doesn't add up to me, but it's the wrong woman. So, uh, which understandably for them, they're not happy about that. Uh, they're marching. There's all these children dr- dressed up as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is abuse. I'm trying to figure out what I should go for as Halloween. I'm going to Texas. With some friends. We're going to... Because everything sucks here in New York. It doesn't suck, but I don't know if stuff's going to be open. But so we're going to... We're going to go get some of that sweet, sweet freedom down in uh, Austin, Texas for Halloween. And I need to get a Halloween costume. Maybe Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That would be a funny costume. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll go Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's an easy one, too. I don't know how I do that with a beard, but... That's the thing. It's like the beard really causes a problem for costumes. Because I'm like... I guess you just have to like have uh, you should be like yeah. I just you just ignore the beard. You suspend disbelief on the beard. You just go yeah. The beard's there, but it's not part of the costume. Um, I think uh, I wonder if you'd get in trouble for going as like you go. Hey, I'm like um I'm like a housewife, and then you put one of those like charcoal masks on, and then like would people ding you on blackface? Like is that a subversive way to wear blackface on Halloween? And you go no 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 blackface. No, it's just a charcoal mask. Why is everything about race with you? Because it is. Um, speaking of Austin, this was uh, this was this is obviously not true, but I mean this part's true. But my I have a funny conspiracy theory that I've heard nobody else say, and it probably nobody else will say because it's pretty fucking stupid. But um, so Jamie the Jamie Vernon, the producer of Joe Rogan, got COVID. Uh, Joe Rogan is currently uh, the podcast is on hiatus because uh, Jamie tested for COVID positive. He's fine. Apparently, I I watched some video from Joe Rogan, but he's like he's sick and uh, he was sick, but he feels fine now. He's like 95 percent or something, 90 percent in his words. But just, you know, out of abundance of caution, they're um, they're putting the podcast on hold, uh, which is whatever. But so. 
I, I was thinking because like they were saying Kanye West because Kanye West has been I was talking about it last week, but he's been showing up on all these ballots and stuff. And he's he's being like he had that uh, I, I had it last week where he had like, you know, the political ad where he's like right in Kanye West for um, president of the United States. And then he was going to go on Rogan like that was uh, what I thought it was like he was going to go on Rogan to, you know, talk about maybe being the president. And, you know, that's like huge boost. Like, that's, you know, the biggest show, literally, like, as big as your guard. So he was going to go on Rogan, and uh, and then Jamie conveniently gets COVID, and uh, look at that. He's not going on Rogan now. At a conspicuous time right before the election, where this could really help Kanye, even though Kanye doesn't really, Kanye probably has a bigger audience than Rogan, but it would be more of, like, maybe some sort of, crossover audience um i don't don't exactly know but i you you gotta think kanye thinks there's some sort of like he goes oh this is some deep state shit right here you know this is the deep state basically what that happened is the deep state went and they went down to austin and they gave they just was they like sent some operative in like you know they probably sent some dude in be like hey i'm here to fix like the the ducts or the air conditioner or something and then they like go go into the Joe Rogan studio and then they just spray COVID everywhere just to make sure that and then obviously that never happened but you could see that Kanye is like huh coincidental that right when I am gonna go do Joe Rogan Jamie gets COVID so uh, get better Jamie he's not listening but I'm sure I mean he'll be fine it's that's another thing too it's like we're we're totally in that. I've been reading a lot of data on this and like we're really in the eighth or ninth inning of this whole thing there. There's probably going to be a big um, like because there's, there's like another wave coming or whatever. But th- I think the next wave is going to be from what I've been reading, not my opinion, um, in the middle of the country, just because they kind of avoided it a lot the first time because they're so it's like basically the rural areas who think that they missed it. They're like, you're not immune and you're going to get it now. But I think New York is going to be all the bigger cities are going to be fine. Like, that's the thing is, like, I saw a graph the other day uh, or whatever, not a graph, a chart of hospitalizations and deaths in New York City. And it's literally like a huge spike. And then it's just like creeping to basically zero. And it's like super low. Like, it's not that it's, you know, completely under control. But that graph is like, you know, the death, the, you know, many charts have deaths that aren't at zero. Like that's the whole thing. The people where you're like, this has to be zero deaths a day for this to be over. Like for us to be like not locked down and not like, you know, all these changes to life. You're like, that's not happening. Like, it's just really not happening. Like we don't have that standard for anything else. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Oh, speaking of conspiracies, because I was talking about this is one of the dumbest conspiracies I've ever seen. Um, so QAnon, QAnon is uh, if you guys know, they're the they're basically like this anti-child sex trafficking thing, then mixed with like WWE storylines written by like a child who has a very vague understanding of politics. Maybe I'm not I'm not super sure. But so there was this QAnon conspiracy because I guess they have these like drops where they're like, hey, there's this new information coming. So then there was this new drop uh, that um, JFK Jr., John F. Kennedy Jr., 
who was the son of President John F. Kennedy, uh, who he died in 1999, I believe, in a plane crash. Uh, in a yeah, he died in a plane crash with his wife and sister, or his wife's sister, in '99. JFK Jr. Um, on October 17th, to the day. That's another thing too. As they say, to the exact day on October 17th, he's going to come back. He hasn't been dead. He basically QAnon saying that. Like this is really like wrestling. Like you're like this, this. It feels like it's like wrestling. It's like the Undertaker's back or whatever. But so JFK Jr. is going to come back. And on October 17th, so he hasn't been dead this whole time. He basically has just been laying low for 21 years, uh, just for this exact reason. And the reason is to become Donald Trump's vice presidential running mate. So he's going to come. This is the prophecy. It doesn't even make any sense. Why wouldn't he come up and like, like, why wouldn't he vote run for president himself? Maybe like, wasn't JFK a Democrat? Like, why didn't he be like, all right, out of the way, Biden. It's JFK Jr. time. But because the QAnon people are all Trump people, they're like, no, 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 this is has to be something that's good for us, not bad for us. That'd be bad for them. If JFK Jr. came out of the dead, he goes, I've had enough. That was actually one of when I was a kid. One of my favorite movies was this movie called Eddie and the Cruisers, which in hindsight is probably a piece of shit, but um, maybe it's not. But it's about this like musician who just like hates fame, and then he just put, he fakes his death. But he's like basically like Bruce Springsteen, and then he like fakes his death, and then he comes back because he's just like he misses it so much. And then it's like he's this musician or whatever. But um, yeah. So anyway, so he was supposed to come back on October seventeenth. Rise, not rising from the dead because he was never dead, is what they're saying. And then replace Mike Pence. Imagine how Mike Pence would feel. They're like, hey, Pence, uh, sorry, pal, you're out. Uh, it was a good run. I appreciate everything you've done for uh, being vice president and everything. But uh, yeah, this fucking uh, JFK Jr., we can't waste this. We can't waste this opportunity to have JFK Jr. He wants to be the vice president. He's been just living in who knows where for probably just off the grid. Seems like he'd be an off-the-grid kind of guy, huh? Living off the grid since uh, 99, and now he's back. He's back, and he's he, he's running. And then that was another thing, too, is they're like, he's going to uh, replace Tr- Pence as Trump's running mate at, at a Dallas rally on Saturday, and, like, Trump didn't even have a rally in Dallas planned. Like, it's like you, you just look at it, and you're like, yeah, he's, like, in Wisconsin. You're like, he doesn't even have a thing in Dallas. He's not going to be in Dallas. But they... Uh, <laughs> They're not smart. They're not smart. This is the QAnon group. That was the group where I was um, I was in that group uh, as a noted pedophile, which I still, I feel like I let that slip away. I could have done, had a lot more fun with that, um, but I just, I stopped. I, I let it slip away. It slipped out of my hands. Um, but yeah, these QAnon people are fucking nutty to, like, because the thing is, there's people who legit believe that i guarantee you there are people who were like yeah he's uh he's coming back saturday's gonna be crazy like they're like they were probably like on like last week or like man saturday is gonna be off the chain we're going down to dallas and then they're like in dallas and they're like hey do you know where the uh trump rally is and people are like yeah there's no trump rally i don't yeah no don't know what you're talking about and they go huh must be part of the conspiracy must be further part of the conspiracy. Um, I think I made it pretty good, pretty far in this without talking about Donald Trump. Uh, it's hard not to, especially we have like two weeks leading up to the election, two weeks left uh, until the election. 
Uh, it's looking like Biden's going to take it. And it looks like Biden's going to destroy him. But who knows? Who knows? Trump is like, he's getting, it's funny too. Yeah, like I heard an interview with him yesterday and he goes, yeah, you know, if you asked me two weeks ago, I said, oh, I'm done. I, I had no chance. He goes, but now I feel like I have a really good chance. And you're like, what changed in the last two weeks? Other than like, I guess he got COVID. Was that two weeks ago that he got COVID? I guess it was two weeks ago. But I'm like, nothing's changed in the last two weeks. But for whatever reason, he uh, he he feels that uh, he's got a good chance now. He's got a great chance. Um, my favorite thing that he did in the past week is he retweeted the Babylon Bee. So if you don't know the Babylon Bee, it's like a Christian onion, basically. They're like a conservative Christian onion. They have some funny stuff. Sometimes. Um, so Donald Trump tweets us. He goes, Twitter shut down entire network to slow spread of negative Biden news. And then it's the Babylon Bee. So uh, and then he goes, wow, this has never been done in history. This includes his really bad interview last night. Why is Twitter doing this? Bringing more attention to Sleepy Joe and Big T. So Big T being. Uh, I don't know who Big T is. Oh, big technology, I guess. So he literally tweeted this as factual that Twitter shuts down their entire... So they just basically he tweeted on Twitter. Donald Trump is on Twitter tweeting that Twitter uh, has shut down their entire network, not realizing... Oh, so, yeah. Shut down the entire network to slow the spread of Biden, negative Biden news while he's on Twitter. So he's tweeting and he's like, I can't believe Twitter has been shut down. And you're like, you're on Twitter right now. Uh, and then you know that at some point people are like, hey, uh, chief... That uh, that tweet from earlier today, you know, uh, and he's like, which one? You're like, you know, the one like, yeah, yeah I know you tweeted like 200 times today, but uh, the one about the shutting the, the Babylon Bee and the sh yeah, that's fake. That's a joke satire article. And he goes, huh? Well, I'm not going to delete it. Like he wouldn't even like he's like, I'm not deleting it. He's like, that would be admitting some sort of error. So he's like, I'm not deleting it. I'm just going to leave it up. He's like, maybe I'm joking. Maybe I wasn't. He retweeted at 6 or 7 a.m. too. So he woke up first thing. He goes. On t wakes up at six or seven eight, or probably wakes up at five thirty or four or something. He's looking and he's like, you know, half asleep, and he's like, "What the hell?" And then retweets this. So uh, hilarious, and that's all obviously in reference to the um, the Hunter Biden stuff, which uh, apparently that's the, the this could probably be going to be in the news a lot for the next couple weeks leading up to the election is something about I, I looked into it briefly i mean the main story about that was that the new york post reported this that there are these emails which apparently are true i i haven't seen them really refuted in any way so there's these emails and then twitter basically stopped this is what this this uh references if you don't know but then twitter basically stopped um like stopped allowing people to retweet this article straight up. They're like, if you tried to tweet this article, they just like wouldn't let you tweet this article to like stop the spread of misinformation or whatever, even though there's no like, you know, the, maybe they're like saying there's some minor facts that are not true. But like for the most part, this seems pretty true. And then you're like, Twitter, you guys allow all sorts of shit all the time like this. Like this is your whole platform is people fucking posting all this crazy ass shit. And then, uh, and then Twitter basically came, and Facebook did the same thing. And then Twitter came out the next day and go, "Oh no, we were wrong about that. Like we shouldn't have done that. The reason our reasoning was because it was like hacked information." But you're like, "You guys have like been all the steel dossiers. Like you guys have been allowing people to tweet hacked information all the time. It's like, it's it's just obvious what they were doing. It's so close to the election, and they were just you know, obviously overly concerned, and they don't they don't want their candidate to lose." 
Uh, but the funny thing is, is then there was this like MIT study that came out that basically said because Twitter did that and Facebook did that, the reach of the article actually was double what it normally would have been because it was essentially like you know the Streisand effect where. Uh, named after President uh, Hubert Streisand, no, Barbara Streisand, the singer or whatever, like, basically, like, you know, you tell people that they can't w- watch something, and then they're like, they want to watch it even more, and that's exactly what happened, uh, where, so, it, it is interesting that they tried to shut it down, and then, because of that, even more people know about it, and then even that, but on top of that, so the, as of right now, and I'm almost certain of this, the New York Post, their Twitter page, so they have basically refused to take down, uh, yeah, so basically they refused to take down the post, they're like, we're not taking down the post, and Twitter, this is a, they have 1.8 million followers, this is like a big fucking, you know, they're a big uh, media company or whatever, New York Post, they're owned by Rupert Murdoch, which I'm sure is part of it, but they refused to take down that post, and until they take down the post, their Twitter account's locked. They're not allowed to post. So basically, their last post is just about a shooting on October 14th. This is, like, huge. You know, this is the equivalent of, like, you know, the New York... I don't know, maybe not the New York Times. Probably is at this point, like, you know... It's like... Uh, maybe not the New York Times, but something something less than that. Whatever is one less than the New York Times. The Wall Street Journal or something. Like, probably the equivalent of the Wall Street Journal putting out a tweet that's, like, pretty factual. Like, it's not like there's some, you know crazy tabloid shit like it is like for the most part it's been pretty much proven to be true and then they're uh they're not allowing it so that's uh it's an interesting turn we'll see how it develops i'm sure they're gonna sue the shit out of twitter this will this will drag on way past the election this whole stuff um in the world of entertainment i tweeted about this just because this i read this and this made me laugh so fucking hard uh that and then I have to talk about this. So Demi Lovato, she's like the singer. Uh, I barely, barely know who she is. But so she came out with a song um, that criticizes that criticizes Donald Trump. It's called Commander in Chief. And uh, and it's just she doesn't like Trump. And then but the quote is she goes, I literally don't care if this ruins my career. <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. Like, the idea that she thinks that... I mean, I don't know what... Her, maybe her her fan base is a lot of Republicans, and maybe this will... But, like, just the idea that, like, she's like, oh, my God, she's, like, like a fucking Hollywood singer. I can't imagine that she has a lot of Republican fans. Like, she's not, like, country or anything, but the idea that she goes, I don't care... You know what? I, I don't care if criticizing Donald Trump literally ruins my career. I'm doing it. You're like, everybody does it. That is the safest, like safest position there isn't a safer position to take than uh criticizing donald trump as like a hollywood person or you know like a entertainer like the idea i can't tell if she's serious like i feel like she thought that she's like yeah like you know like did it ruin eminem's career no like i don't know nobody like nobody's career has been ruined like because you're on the easy side it's like it's way harder to fucking come out on the opposite side of that and if you you don't think so ask 50 cent because 50 cent yesterday uh he tweeted so basically they're talking about um like they're gonna so if biden wins they're gonna all these states are gonna increase taxes and so i think the highest tax rate which is i think would be new york state for people who earn over four hundred thousand dollars a year in new york 
would go up to 62% a year, which is, that's fucking crazy. That is, I mean, that's, that's rich. That's high. You are literally, there will be people who are like, yeah, I'm not staying here for paying 62%. And I get it. They're like, they make over $400,000, but, um, that's insane. That is fucking nuts that and i mean it's a marginal tax rate right so it's not like it's 62 percent above it's not 62 percent of four hundred thousand dollars but still that is uh that's insane and so 50 cent was like who's basically you know been pretty vocal about hating donald trump was like yeah he's like fuck this i'm voting for donald trump <laughs> and then he took some real backlash like that's the thing you want to think you're like oh i literally don't care if this song that's negative about donald trump ruins my career yeah Go talk to 50. And it's not going to ruin 50's career either because a lot of people are like, yeah. Even people who don't make $400,000 are like, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. But, uh, you know, a lot of people on, on 50 Cent were like, fuck you. How could you do this to us? You like, you rich fuck, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, yeah, I don't know if you've followed my career, but my whole thing is just about like making money and, you know, spending money. And I didn't have all these tax problems. So I'm sure he's like, yeah, I don't want to give the state of New York who's, you know, going to mismanage the shit of that money. 62% little on the rich side uh, especially considering like you know New York at least city is a shadow of its former self currently uh, so we'll see pray for Demi Lovato pray for Fiddy uh, and uh, last thing we're gonna do before we get out of here um, this is actually crazy this was one of the crazier things I've seen in uh, and you know what I so like dictionaries, there's all these. Di there's the Merriam-Webster dictionary. There's all these different dictionary.com, and they've become like polit, like obviously politicized, uh, or like you, you know partisan organizations, which is weird because it's a dictionary. You're like, aren't you guys just supposed to be the dictionary? But it makes sense to me because the type of people that would work at a di like if you were like, I'm gonna go work for a dictionary, that's all super liberal people. There's n you're never gonna get like conservative people working at dictionaries that's like it just makes no sense like you know i picture like you know girls like feminist study gender study kind of people you know with like asymmetrical bowl cuts and purple hair and all that you know just like the kind of tropey thing or whatever so um amy comey barrett or whatever she was she was uh doing her senate like asking her all these questions and then um this, uh, I think she's a senator from Hawaii. I can't remember her name. Uh, Asian, she's an Asian chick. Um, I can't remember what her name is. Oh, here it is. Uh, Hiri Hono. She's a senator. So she starts asking her these questions um, for the Supreme Court nomination. And then she, she references uh, that, you know, I'm just going to play this. This morning, Senator Feinstein asked you a question about the Supreme Court's 2015 decision in Obergefell v. Hodges, a case in which the court recognized the constitutional right to same-sex marriage. And I was disappointed that you wouldn't give a direct answer on whether you agreed with the majority in that case or if you instead agree with your mentor, Justice Scalia, that no such right exists in the Constitution. So even though you didn't give a direct answer, I think your response did... Uh, speak volumes, not once, but twice. You use the term sexual preference to describe those in the LGBTQ community. And let me make clear, sexual preference is an offensive and outdated term. 
It is used by anti-LGBTQ activists to suggest that sexual orientation is a choice. So she says it's uh, she says sexual you use the term sexual preference. It's an outdated term and it's offensive. OK, the reason that she did that is because the reason she said that is because someone had tweeted at her earlier that day. Uh, this fact and then she goes oh I'm gonna like use this in the the whatever the confirmation hearing right so she's, she goes it's an offensive term and then basically people on Twitter were like is it an offensive term like uh, like you know lots of people thought that's just the terminology and then in essentially uh, an hour or two Webster's Dictionary they go and they change uh, the definition of preference. Literally, they go into it and they change because uh, in preference, it says noun and then it says definition of preference, the act of preferring, the state of being preferred, the power of opportunity of choosing and all these other ones. And then five, it says orientation, sense to be sexual preference. That's what it was, you know, in the morning of this. And then they changed it to it says number where it said uh, sexual preference. It says offensive. See usage paragraph below. Orientation, sexual preference. So literally, Webster's Dictionary. Watch this confirmation hearing. They obviously lean super hard to the left. Then they see that like they're basically attacking her as uh, being like a bigot for using the term sexual preference. But then it doesn't align in their own dictionary because their dictionary, which is like they are the like guide for this. You are the dictionary. So it's like if you say that something is a sexual preference and that's offensive, then people go, well, what does the dictionary say? Because that's like the reference point for all this. So then they just basically updated the reference point. They go, yeah, we're just going to change the dictionary. And they go and they actually just change the dictionary. So now that's where we're at. We're the dictionary will just change stuff on a whim just in order to basically, you know, help the political party of their choice. That seems crazy. That seems like some, like if you told me something like this could happen five years ago, I'd be like, no, it's like the dictionary is the dictionary, but they'd been doing all this stuff with like gender stuff, like all the, all the stuff that going on with gender they'd been doing where they'd be like, you know, they'd be, adding all these words that didn't I mean again dictionary updates like it's not like a fixed thing I get that like it's you know you add new things you take new things away but like you know if you know you could add meme or something like something that's like you know becomes everybody using it but for to be watching the news at the dictionary and be like yeah this is I am offended by this and then and then people start arguing and you go yeah we're gonna have to go change this just for this purpose crazy 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 all right that has been the episode for this week. I appreciate everybody who's been listening. Uh, I got to take off. Uh, going to the nation's capital tomorrow, Washington, D.C. Not for anything other than just uh, to have some fun. Although I'm going to go check out that Comet uh, ping pong place. Maybe go take a picture and have a slice of pizza. Wink, wink. No, I might actually just go get some pizza. Um, anyways, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate you, all the new listeners. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave me a review. It does help. All right. Until next week. Bye-bye.